When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. It's amazing. National Pizza Day goes right with Dino. And we're going to an Italian restaurant tonight. So There you go. We are indeed. Keeping the theme. Oh, and getting ready for Valentine's Day. 
Valentine's Day on Wednesday. And Ash Wednesday. Right? Next Wednesday's Ash Wednesday. For all you yep. Catholics. Yep, last Friday to how eat some meat. Is, how early is, uh, <laughs> is Easter this year? It's on uh, April Fool's. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's April 1st. Yep. Man. That's like the earliest it can possibly be, isn't it? It yeah. must be. It's up there. Yeah. The first full moon after the the vernal equinox, I think. Yeah, oh something still... like that. That's the... exactly how it's measured. It's weird. Yeah, it's insane. And the vernal equinox this year is uh, March 20th, so yeah, technically it could be on March 20th. Yeah, Actually, yeah, it could. But that would be... I think it's been earlier than my birthday. Which is also oh, yeah. a national holiday. Yes. No, 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 Easter can happen in March, absolutely. Absolutely. See, the uh, earliest possible date... Oh, ecclesiastical rules put the equinox on the 21st, so the earliest Easter is the 22nd. Of March? There yes. you go. And um, the latest is... Like April it's 7th. apparently... I thought it swung like a month, almost. Oh, here we go. 1818 it happened, and it won't until 2285. So, what? March March 22nd Easter. Oh, is that right? It won't happen again. But um, March 23rd happens much more often. So, we'll probably see another one of those relatively soon. 2035. I'm... I'll, I'll still so, be here. So there you I go. Think. Well, God, listen to Catherine. I'll still be here. Yeah, okay. I don't know about you. Laugh it up, pal. <laughs> Former Apprentice contestant and ex House uh, ex White House staffer Omarosa Manago Newman thanked fans Thursday for tuning into the season premiere of Celebrity Big Brother. Everybody's watching this. This is the biggest joke in the history of television. I just don't get it. Uh, it's disgusting. I watched a, an episode and I was like, mm, not for me. But people love it. Uh, apparently, uh, Omarosa, she's been uh, eating, sleeping, laughing, and competing. What she didn't mention in her tweet, dishing about the White House, which is what's getting the most attention for her ominous warnings about a seemingly chaotic administration. Oh, you mean the fact that you couldn't get along with anyone? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, per ABC News, in one clip that's been widely circulated, Newman is seen having a tearful chat with fellow contestant Ross Matthews, who might be the most annoying human being on Earth. In which she tells Matthews, I was haunted by tweets every single day. Like, what's he going to tweet next? And by the way, they're well, we whispering this. They're not saying it. They're whispering it. I was haunted by tweets every single day. Well, like, was, you know, you're on national television. Why are you whispering? Make it seem more sinister. What was her actual title? I don't know. Did Lame brain. Because I remember, I, I think I saw an interview where she said she didn't even know what her title was. No. So, that's weird. Uh, was nice to one of his buddies who apparently is not his buddy anymore. Um, Omarosa, let's see, Wikipedia page probably knows. She yeah, probably was here. the director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison. So that, in other words, vice, vice president looking out the window. That's what her title yeah. <laughs> I want that. I want that job. Chief of staring at the window. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chief of staring out the window. That's exactly what her... Did you... Jimmy is in studio. How are you doing, Jimmy? Good. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to kind of blow my cover, but I just I'm chomping at the bit here. That you know, I, I love that CNN can do like a 14 hours a day on a guy's tweet. You know, it's the whole news cycle. It's a guy's tweet. I'm going, and you, know, and you, and you guys call yourself a news organization. Right. It's 140 characters. Get over it. And, and you know. I, 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 you know, Trump sending these things out to send the left over the edge. I mean, you know, he's sitting there. We goes, oh, "This ought to keep him busy for three days." Well, he gets stuff done because they're too busy talking about his tweets. 
I think no, it, I think he's trying to give Schumer and uh, Pelosi a heart attacks is what he's actually trying to do. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly true. I think they're all a bunch of lying scumbags to tell you the truth. They're all in it for the money, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, they all practice the politics of personal enrichment, you know, for, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the thousand dollars is crumbs to people. I'm going to are you that out of touch? You know, just because, you you know, just because, you know, (laughs) you know, she's very wealthy, that woman, Nancy Pelosi, and she's crazy. I mean, these are the people we got running our country, people like Anthony Weiner. I mean, you know, guys, guys, he was an actual congressman, the guy was sitting there, you know. Holding his kid next to him while he took pictures of himself in the mirror. You know, and this guy makes policy that affects my life. And I wonder, you know, wonder why we're in the problems we are. Exactly. Let me run something by you because I, I did notice a couple of nights ago all the all the hunyucks were together, the senators and the the congressmen, and they were all together and they were all debating policy and blah blah blah. And I thought, why do we allow people in their 80s who are extremely wealthy, like billionaires, because Nancy Pelosi's husband is a billionaire. By the way, she helped uh, she helped the family enrich itself with a, a deal she set up in Guam, which is pretty fascinating. Nothing hinky there. No, nothing hinky there, of course. And I, I mean, have you ever seen like I went on Google Maps once and looked at Street View of Guam. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice place. No, I wouldn't say it's all that great, but uh, I wonder why. I don't know. It's basically like it's all military, basically. Yeah, I think it it's is, just yeah. too remote to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So basically on the Celebrity Big Brother. And what are you going to be on Celebrity Big Brother, uh, Jimmy Schubert? I'm not a fan of reality television. i got to be honest with you. I mean, I did I did Last Comic either. Standing two seasons ago and get up there. And it's just it's just awkward, you know? I mean, like, I do enough social media to keep my promote my dates and stuff. But I, just, I think it's intrusive. I think, you know, people just sit there. I mean, does anybody just do anything anymore? Does everything get to be documented so future generations can look back on our digital archives and go, what a bunch of idiots these people were. They took pictures of their food. <laughs> I mean, there's a great use of technology. I mean, it's just, you know, as everybody relaxes, it's just a phone with a camera in it. You know what I mean? People go to concerts. They watch the whole concert through the screen of the TV, of the phone. Why did you even go? You know, I mean, never before in the history of the world have so many unlived lives been so well documented. You know, you know, it's true. It's 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 weird because, you know, people get you know they get these phones. They don't realize there's people on the. I I think if you wouldn't be able to say something to someone's face, then you shouldn't be able to tweet it at them. You know, because the the, the people sitting there in a little cubicle with their keyboard carriage, and it's like you know, it's not that I don't mind that people have opinions, but today they never stop having opinions about everything. In the old days, you'd go to bar and you let your opinion be known, and someone would either you know smack you in the squat and go, all right, your opinion's been noted and found one thing, you know, and then the next time you thought about mouthing off, you'd think twice about it. But now you're just sitting in your cubicle and I've got to say something about this. i got to weigh in on it. i got to really let people know how I feel about this. I'm going, no, you don't. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can't stand it when people are just, they have to talk about everything, even if they have no idea what's going on. They just, like, make up an opinion on the fly and then stick to that. It's like, why can't you just not, you know, talk about this one topic? I just had an interesting experience on Twitter. So I I tweeted out that um, uh, the city was doing some um, an experiment to see if they would like more bicycle and walkways and all this kind of stuff. And I said, I personally really like um, the concept because I enjoy walking in the shade in the morning. Thank you for the experiment. That's what I said, right? (laughs) This guy tweets, that's right. Catherine Brandt likes to walk in the shade, so all traffic has to be inconvenienced for her. (laughs) 
I'm like, uh, who is this guy? A. So I look him up. He's got one follower. And, and well, he, he tweeted. He tweeted that there was one follower. So that's two people now that you'd like to walk in the shade. Two people know you'd like to walk I, in the shade now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I, mean, you, I, I I didn't know that I was you know the sole person that this was designed for. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> like to walk in the shade. Certainly I do because I have no pigment. You know the only Me way neither. I stay the only way I stay to get a tan is if I get a melanoma and it all grows together. But hey, you look great. Thanks. You got about six weeks to live. You know, I need like an SPF 132. You know, like a where you exactly. squeeze the tube and a long sleeve turtleneck pops out, and then I can venture into the sun. It's uh, you know, it's hashtag white people problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, I think March twenty third. This March twenty third, just a little over a month from now, I will not have gone on Twitter or Facebook in five years. Yeah. I'm glad that you are not on social media. Oh, me too. I'm really glad. I, I don't know if I've ever tweeted before. I don't think I have. Well, you I know, know, you have I, a Twitter I had, account. I had an experimental one like ten years ago, but I don't think I ever used it. Oh, I have to. I, I have know, to do it just, for the business. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I think right, it's. I think right. it's a. I mean, how do people know that artificial intelligence isn't training us to work for it? I mean, you do everything oh, yeah. in front of that cell phone. You, uh, the thing knows about it. They got algorithms. They they're tracking you. It's all yeah, about collecting information yeah. on you. It's databases. It's <laughs> your pictures have metadata, so they know exactly where they were taken. I mean, you check in everywhere you go. You take pictures of everything you eat. You weigh in. People have full blown psychotic meltdowns on Facebook. I mean, that's something that should be reserved for the inside of a therapist's office. And you're just having this <laughs> meltdown. You know, all right, everybody, can everybody relax? You know, some of these things. Not everybody needs to know all this stuff about you, you know? You know, leave a little yeah. something underneath the Christmas tree for uh, Christmas morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, not know, let's not know every single thing that's wrong with you. You get more mood swings than a Count Basie orchestra, and, you know, we're sitting there, and, they get, you know, you know, I don't it's just, it's too much now. Uh, and people, just because you have access to it doesn't mean you should be posting 24-7. People have lost jobs because of tweets. People have gotten fired. Yeah. People have, you know, yeah. like, I mean, people have been run out of show business on a tweet. You know, they, I mean, you, you got this whole, you know, the the, the, the Louis C.K. thing. I mean, you know, the, the, they ran that guy out of show business. You know what I mean? And, and apparently you know, they say, that, you know, he pleasured himself in, in front of a few people. I'm, I'm going, you know, I, you know, the guy just did 5,000 seats, sold out at the Beacon. I mean, you can't be expected to come home by yourself with no audience. You know, maybe, just kidding. you know, maybe he just needed a couple of people. Just I just need a little audience, all right? Just did a sold out show. I can't be expected to perform by myself with not an audience. I'm kidding, of course, uh, but I'm just saying. You know, you can't put everybody in the same category. Certainly, what Bill Cosby did and what Harvey Weinstein did and some of these other folks did no. is not what Louis Louis C.K. did. So, you know, there's That's there's degrees. You know. But at least we know, we can find out sometimes on Twitter how crazy people are, like Anthony Weiner. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, the guy can't, can't control himself in front of a mirror with a with a camera phone. It's a, and I don't know why men do that because really, taking pictures of your, your of your of your private, I mean, it's just going to look like a shaved chicken. You know what I mean? I mean, you you want to do a you want to do a photo shoot with your with your, with your schmeckle? I, I you know hire, hire a professional. You know what I mean? I'd get some hair and makeup people in there, and I'd film it like they filmed Tom Cruise. I would shoot up on it so it looks bigger. I mean, if I was going to do it, you know, that's the way I would do it. But they take these pictures of their junk. They send them out into the interwebs. The NSA intercepts them. I mean, they, they have so many dick pics down there. They could decoupage with them. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's enough. You're not, you know, people are intercepting. 
accepting this information. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, leave a little something underneath the wrapping paper for Christmas morning. That's all I'm saying. I don't need to know everything about you. I know he's doing what three years, isn't Anthony Weiner doing like what? He's oh, doing about he? three years, isn't he? I have no idea. Because he was sexting with a fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good move. Good major plan. League Creepo. It's a really good plan. Yeah, no, Major League Creepo. He's married. That. People don't realize what had to happen for his marriage to take place because he's a Jew and Uma Abedin's a Muslim. Do you know what happens to have? I mean, Bill Clinton had to step in and make some arrangements for this marriage to even happen. And then the yeah, guy starts sure. acting like that. You know, we, they moved to heaven and earth so you could marry Uma Aberdeen. And they had, you know, and then this guy's carrying on like that. It's like, yeah, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> he did. Apparently. Which, one of those deals. The other thing I don't understand about, about current uh, technology, why anyone would do anything in a drunken stupor, uh, because you're going to be... They're going to make a movie out of it. They yeah. got audio, they got video, they got everything. You yeah. look like a total jackass. Well, here's the thing. It's the cell phone itself. It's not. We're not meant to have it. It's alien technology. No. This thing was reverse engineered <laughs> off that spacecraft to crash in Roswell in 1947. It took us morons 40 years to figure out how to make the microprocessors small enough to fit in the palm of our hand and push millions of pieces of information along these tiny silicone chips that were also reverse engineered off that same space. Aliens use this technology to navigate the galaxy and we get our grubby little primate fingers on it what we do we take pictures of our genitals and send it to each other hey here's mine send me yours <laughs> hey easy senator easy senator you know what i mean, I mean come on everybody just relax right you know relaxing would be good that's a good thing well you know i, I don't understand yeah I, I don't either i mean people think it's like you know i'm, I'm using technology i'm facebooking Facebook. <laughs> I'm Facebooking. I'm using my computer. Yeah, I, I just, I just, yeah. I, at some point, we're gonna have a, you know, a, the next big revolution is a spiritual revolution where we're gonna just resist all this stuff and go back and make a human connection with people, make them some eye contact, have a conversation. I mean, you can't even talk to a 14 year old today unless you dress like a cell phone. They won't even look at you. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. pretty much it. And uh, we'll know. take a quick break here. We'll be back just uh, in a couple of seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Back. Jimmy Schubert is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, two shows, and a show on Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. 
there's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. So apparently the Olympics were on yesterday? It started yesterday. Oh, well, all right then. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to the Olympics since they cheated the basketball team out of the gold medal in that 1972, was... so it's been a while. Way to hold a grudge. Yeah. I was going to say, it's 1972. I was 10 years it old. It is 1972. Okay, yeah. they killed Jews, and then they cheated our basketball team out of the gold medal, so yeah. that was enough for I, me with the Olympics. Yeah, and today, they just let those like 18 Russian guys in have been accused of doping, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, right. and they go, oh, yeah, they're, they're not playing for, they're, they're just, uh, play, uh, they're Olympic athletes playing underneath the flag. They won't even play the national anthem. The guy, you know, the guys are all doped up, you know, and they're all hopped up. It's, it's like, yeah, all right, fine, it's fine. I think you should just have two, why don't we just have two Olympics? Why don't we have the clean Olympics where nobody's doing nothing, and then you have the drug Olympics where you see how much they can actually do if you let them dope up when nobody makes. And then at the end, the, the clean guys will play the doped up guys, you know what I mean? I think you should have a league like, like a baseball, like a baseball league, like a drug-free baseball league, and then a drug baseball league where you can do whatever you want. Like you know, guys are all hopped up on running around the bases. He won't, you know, he's he's just he's all cracked up on the meth. You know what I mean? He's running around the bases. He didn't have the ball. Other guys out there dropping acid in the middle of the field, but balls are dropping around them. You know, have the drug league and the drug-free league. And just see, you know, you know, you're talking about 1972, and I just I was just talking to some friends about this. Um, 1972, the, the uh, world record bench press, 1972, was 450 pounds, which was a lot of weight to be pushing up from your chest on a bench. 450 pounds in 1972. That was before doping. The world record bench press now is 1,150 pounds. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, God. 1,150 pounds. So basically, even if you weigh 250 it's four and a half times your weight. That's insane. That should not be possible. There's not that much leverage in the world to get up four and a half times your weight. Wow. It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. and look at the wear, like the wear and tear on the body. I mean, to be able to like to oh, yeah. work your way up to that, you know, on the joints, the pressure on the joints. Oh. Why would you pick up weights? They're heavy. <laughs> well, they are heavy. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, gotta, I don't even want to move furniture. A little, you know, put bench press 1,100 pounds. That's that's crazy. It is unbelievable that it happens. You know, I got to tell you something. I, by coincidence, because I just thought of you last week. Huh. I said Jimmy Schubert. I got. I can't wait to talk to me. I didn't know you were coming in this week yet. Uh, I had found that out because I thought of you. Because of a conversation we had a year or two ago, a woman tried to board last week an airplane with her 
what's it called? A comfort animal? Yeah, yeah comfort. comfort. Uh, it was a peacock, right? Try to get on peacock. One United Gigantic Airlines with a peacock. peacock. <laughs> yeah, they're very large. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Jimmy had to love that. Oh, I love that. And this other lady's complaining that Southwest made her flush her uh, her comfort hamster. They made that. They she had to flush it because they wasn't allowed on the plane. And you know, it's, it's just like okay. What did people do before all this happened? And the airlines have nobody really to blame but themselves. I mean, that's because they, right. they're, 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 they're such, I mean, it's like a capitalist, capitalist environment now. They charge for everything. You know, I mean, you know, $75 to board your plane, to bring your animal underneath the plane. So everybody goes, well, I can just go online on eBay. There's like 23,000 listings for like a vest and a badge and some paperwork. And then I can just bring them on and not pay any money. And, you know, people are just bringing the snakes and pigs and, you know, and the next thing you know, it's like a third world country on the airplane. <laughs> you know, you know, just going, okay, everybody, is everybody happy? As long as everybody's comfortable. Is everybody comfortable? I mean, look, it's stressful Speaking enough. of third world countries, um, we were just talking about that uh, bench press record. The yeah. thousand pounds some odd guy. Yeah. Where is he well, from? Where is he from? Um, in 2013, he was sentenced to 30 months in prison for importing steroids from India. Huh. Well, so, how about that? Yeah. yeah. And then he went to the... So that, uh, uh, why wouldn't they invalidate his records then? If it's like... He's definitely was using. We know that for sure now. So invalidate his records. Well, you know, but, nope, I mean, he was in prison, gonna. bro. There's not a, lot, a whole lot to do in prison, you know. <laughs> no, that was after his uh, lifting career. Oh, that was after his lifting career. Well, you know, he got... Well, we'll see. Let's look at. Let's check up on him now. Let's see what he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah be- barely he- able to walk. I'm sure. Yeah, he's beating guys up with a stick on C block. You know, he's <laughs> trying to defend himself. <laughs> I tell you, what is he doing? Being around all these people in my whole life that lifted weights because I was a I was a power lifter back in my youth. Right. Uh, and I see the guys now who did juice because I never did. Right. I, I see them now, and their heads are shaking back and forth like they have Parkinson's disease. Yeah, taking their that many steroids shake. is just bad for you. Yeah, they're in ter- I, Jesse Ventura is one of them. When you sit down with him, he sits in his chair and shakes. It's the saddest thing you've ever seen. And he's like hanging out with Charlie Callas. I did the thing with the guy. <laughs> Chickens, chickens, chickens. Okay, good good seeing you again there. All right, take it easy. You know, Charlie Callis. You guys over there shaking like a dog trying to get rid of a peach seed, you know what I mean? Yeah, all that stuff, that stuff can't be good for you, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in shape and taking care of yourself, but, you know, in moderation a little bit, you know. Not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would do steroids, but that was, uh, yeah, that that all began pretty much in the early 70s and really, really got big in the late 70s, early 80s, and continues on to this day in in certain, uh, not so much any longer in baseball. Football, give me a break. They're all, every one of them is juicy. Oh, you can't, you can't play football unless you are. I mean, it's just because, you know, it's every Sunday, it's like being in 52 car accidents, the size of the athletes, the speed of the athletes today. I mean, you know, you you know, you get a couple concussions. I mean, you look at Junior Seau and some of these guys, and and that's why, like, professional football is kind of on its, on its last legs for a couple of reasons, but, you know, people don't want their kid, like, you know, you go up, you 
you got concussions when you're playing in Pop Warner ball up through high school, up through college and the pros. By the time you're in the pros, you've probably had about 15 or 20 concussions. And what good is it if you're making $20 million if you're sitting, you know, in a room in the darkness and you can't leave because you're, you know, because you got some serious brain trauma? It's, you know. Yep. No, it's amazing that people will do that to themselves. I, I got to believe that, you know, okay, you're, you're 25 years old and you do this, you start juicing and you're doing and you're pounding the weights like there's no tomorrow. And then all of a sudden you turn 45 and you go, what the hell did I do? I would think, I would think you'd look back and go, why did I ever do that? Because they don't live long lives. They just don't. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the professional, a lot of wrestlers too, as well. You know, have these uh, yeah. have oh, yeah. have have uh, you know they're taking like you know four or five or six Viking in a day just to make it through the day, and then they're going to go in and you know you do flying off the top rope comes with a you know a pretty heavy paycheck. A lot of these guys die early, and a lot of the NFL guys die early too. There's a lot of abuse to put your body through, and you oh, know, yeah, and, the and fighting these, is scripted, but. And some of these guys would you still do script. Yeah, some of these guys would still do yeah. it, knowing the consequences. They don't care. They just, they, you know, they, yeah, it's money. Right? Yeah, it's money, but it's also, you know, they just love playing the game. So, you know. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Losing basically all functionality by the time you're fifty. No thanks. No matter how fun the game is, that's uh, not a, not worth it. Comedy's like that as well, you know. <laughs> take, a lot of, take a lot of beatings standing up there telling jokes, especially nowadays. Everybody's so sensitive, you know. I mean? People can't even come come to a comedy club now. You, you can get a callus on your feelings because he said something nice. I'm not so sure I feel comfortable with him talking about it, so I would just wish he wouldn't say anything at all about it. It's, it's so funny. Like People like they, they can't control how they feel about something, so they don't want you to ever mention it. Like I'm sorry, you can't control your emotions, but the, you know the you know the whole world now is being expurgated by these political correctness police, and you know mm. you know everybody's being shamed oh. on social media, and everything's it's right. just uh, everybody's insensitive. It's just insensitive. Oh, there's a, a, right now. There's a it's all over Facebook. There's some some place I don't know where it was. Um, a church took some people out to dinner. I think it was at an Outback Steakhouse. Uh-huh. And the bill came to $750. Wow. And uh, supposedly, I don't even know if this is true, um, the waitress was not tipped. So she This happens all the time so and she, it's always fake. So she outed them on social media yep. and the church supposedly again called up Outback Steakhouse and got her fired. Yeah, this so now it's everybody is on social media freaking out about how we should boycott oh, a Mac Steakhouse. And here's the thing, and the story probably isn't even true. And all these people have this guttural reaction. Could we just wait mm-hmm. and see what the facts are in the case, please, before everybody jumps to conclusions and tries to, you know, eh, you know just uh, yeah. And, and would so, there be you, one waitress for twenty to twenty-five? People? And maybe she she gave There's bad no. service. The, maybe she gave bad service. The main thing is yeah. restaurants have a <laughs> Guaranteed eighteen to twenty percent gratuity on parties that are bigger right. than eight. That's so exactly right. Automatic gratuity anyway. There when it's a company go. expense item, there you have it. You don't it. want a, a, an extra section that says tips. We'd they like to introduce the... Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the fact that there's always a fifteen or twenty percent tip that might know. put on a party of law. That's right. There was it <laughs> happened last night at the club. There was That's a group right. of people, right. and they Eight got up, and they got upset about it. They said, "Wait a minute, why? Because you had you had twelve people in your party. We put the tip right on there." Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're throwing nickels around like manhole covers, all right? Everyone's over here working on. Well, and I'm sorry. Tips are optional, right? Yeah. 
They, I mean, they're optional. They are. You they don't are, have they are to optional. do it. I well, mean, you know, when you go into a restaurant, it doesn't matter what restaurant. If you don't want to give a tip, you really don't have to. That's right. And you, could just, and you could just pretend a bunch of Canadians waited on you. And you just waited on a bunch of Canadians because they don't tip. <laughs> Australians don't tip. People from England don't tip. Nobody tips. That's Nobody true. else in America. Only people in America tip. It's like a thing. But people, when you wait on foreigners, they don't tip. It's like, yeah, no big deal. It's part of the Oh, this is interesting. What do you got? I just looked something up. The headline reads, Restaurant fires waitress for leaving herself a tip. What? Oh. Ah. She put a little spin on that story, huh? Is it the same story? Ah, ah for it's leaving kind of herself a coincidence if it isn't. Yeah, it's like that scene from a Pope of Greenwich Village she where you got, she got fired because she did. I had you figure for a sawbuck, Chalutes. Paulie, would you get me fired, Paulie? <laughs> Paulie, would you? What are you, still nuts, Paulie? I had you figure for a sawbuck, Chalutes. I was going to take care of it. Now we're both fired, Charlie. What do you worry about your suit for? You don't have no job to wear it to. The Pope of Greenwich Village has <laughs> that <laughs> but he tipped himself. He, she apparently, the, the truth comes out. Now the monkey's coming out of the sleeve. She got fired for taking an extra tip. Yeah. Unbelievable. So here's the deal. We are getting close to reaching peak restaurant tipping ridiculousness in America. An Outback Steakhouse waitress was fired after writing in her own tip on a customer's $81.08 tab. Okay, not great. But the customer had left her zero tip, according to Devlin Neely of uh, Eyewitness News 4. In New Mexico, that is obviously also not great. The Emily Post Institute says you should always leave a tip, even if your service stinks. How much did the waitress, 19-year-old Sophia, Crum- uh, Sophia Compton, leave for herself? $8.92. When wow. the customer, whom Neely did not identify by name, informed the restaurant what happened, Outback fired Compton. Wow. So there, she was all... She's also been charged with credit card fraud. Well, yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't yeah. And, and they're, also the bringing her, they're also charging her with aggravated ugliness and carrying a concealed <laughs> lunch and attempting to go to work. <laughs> so this girl's looking at some pretty serious charges. And she had a peanut butter yeah. sandwich inside her bag, which is uh, attempted murder because some people in the restaurant may have a peanut allergy. Now, I, so it's an A and B with a PB and J also she's getting charged with. Now, I've, <laughs> yes, I've, yes. I've had that. Happened to me in a in a bar restaurant in St. Paul, but the Somebody thing was put their own tip on there. Yeah, but really? the thing was, I always leave tip in cash. I don't because yeah. I, I don't want the try to figure out the extra and all that. I just yeah. I just leave cash. Yeah, and there's some places I'm not tipping. Like if I go into Starbucks, I'm I'm not. You just gave me a cup of coffee. You know, if I like, you know, it's when you got to wait on yourself. A yeah, seven dollar. Cup of coffee. Yeah, a $7 cup of coffee. I mean, you know, and then you're sitting there, and there's a there's lady sitting there. I'm trying to read my paper, eat my scone, and drink my coffee. And the lady's got a dog in a sweater licking himself. I mean, that's just obnoxious. I'm trying to have breakfast. First off, anything that can wear a sweater shouldn't be licking himself. Anything that can lick himself should be wearing a sweater. That's Can we agree on that at least? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, but yeah, they, <clears throat> the, the waitress... <laughs> or waiter wrote in the tip, their own tip. Well, hey. and and I called the restaurant and said, "Hey, I left them cash. Will you take that off?" Yeah, and they didn't respond to me. Yeah, hmm. really? Yeah. That is yeah. Cool. Well, that's why you see you got to be careful today. That's why you got to shred all this stuff before you throw it in the trash. Well, I that's just why I mean, we can't have, that's why we can't have anything nice. No. What I do now <laughs> is, is is write zero in the. Tip area with giant uh, zero with a big slash, slash going through it, it so they can't use, use it. it, and then put left cash down at the bottom yep. or something. 
so they can't. There you go. So they can't Jeez. do that to you. One more precaution you have to take. Yeah, just write cash where it says tip. Yep. Just write cash, real big. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there you go. That's good. We'll take a break. Be right back. More with Jimmy Schubert. He is at Rick Ron's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, two shows and a seven o'clock show on Sunday. Right back, Tom Bernardio. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a rich girl, but it's gone too far cause you know it don't matter anyway. I like that. Listen to Jimmy Schubert sing along with Hall and Oates. That works for me. That's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Jimmy Schubert, our special guest in the studio. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. A show on Sunday night as well. Rick Bronson's House Comedy. We've been basically trashing all of not only American society, but world society. <laughs> well, you know, we just brought, just brought it up. He was talking about his friends over in South Korea covering the Olympics, and he saw the steak, right. and he goes in there, and, and he said, yeah, they had it, but he had to cook it himself. Yeah. It was what? Yeah, yeah. At, a, at a Korean barbecue joints. The thing is, you got to cook your own meat. Yeah, it was, it's Chip Scoggins from uh, uh, Star Tribune. He's over there covering it, and he said well, he was tired. Why do you? He said he was tired of the uh, chicken, chicken fingers. fingers and fries that they were feeding the media. So he said he ventured out to get something else, and he saw a steak on a photo in the window, and he's like, "Oh, let me go there," and he finds out he's got to cook it himself. Yeah. Who who do you yelp about that? The guy cooking well, the meat was we, fantastic. Everybody else was when a, you go hey. into a fondue restaurant. You yeah, expect and you know I always I, I, yeah you go to a fondue restaurant. I'm all I always every third day I find myself in a fondue restaurant. F- fondue. Hey, hey, fondue, fondue yourself. You know what I'm saying? I got to make my own dessert. I'm going to make my own dessert. I was telling Jimmy the yeah. the one good use, one of the probably two good uses 
for social media outside of fundraising for the right causes, following mm-hmm. sports live. That's the only other good thing. Yeah, because I, I don't like the, I don't like that everybody's a food critic now. You know, I went I was I was uh, checking out Yelp. I just checked it out one time, and this lady has gone. She went to this breakfast slash bakery joint in my neighborhood, and I was curious about it, so I just jumped on there. And this woman had gone on there and wrote sixteen paragraphs because she had a dry oh blueberry muffin. I'm like, <laughs> who has that kind of time? It was a blueberry muffin lady. Get over yourself. I mean, yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed with breakfast. You're going to, I started reading this review. It was like a review within a review. I'm going, hey, Marcel Proust, are we still talking about muffins here? <laughs> we in the fifth chapter, Remembrance of All Things Past. Because one of these muffins starts talking about itself in the first person. I'm out of here. <laughs> The, oh, I mean, it's just breakfast. I like people like it's a sandwich. I mean, people think they they hold people hostage now. I'm going to give you a bad Yelp review. Oh, by all means, you know, you used to need a culinary degree to review a restaurant. Now all you need are fingers, and you go after your local sandwich <laughs> franchise like a tilde hum with a keyboard because the guy forgot your side of pickle. His dream was to run a sandwich franchise, and he was having a bad day. Forgot your side of pickle, so you go in and destroy his dream. Guy's in there working 90 hours a week making subs, and you just destroy his, his childhood dream of running a sub shop because, you know. Everybody, can, can we just. That's what we do. Can we try to be human beings? Can we kiss you know? Well, that's just like they were uh, yesterday in social media. They were hammering this one guy who wrote a so called negative review review about the movie uh, Black Panther and his mm. o- and his only negative thing was that Black Panther didn't beat up enough bad guys and that was it and they they so what did they say there's about a, this guy? There's and a weird media blitz that's like, it's gotten 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the third best rated movie of all time. Wow. wow that's so, great. Well, it did It did yesterday. Let's see how it's doing now. But yeah, they, they attacked this guy because they called that a negative review. And all he said was Black Panther didn't beat up enough guys for him in the movie. That's all he said. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, well, people are so sensitive anymore, you know. That's crazy. That's true. Nope, it's down to a 98% now. Oh, no, it's no, no, 98%. Well, then I'm not going to go see it. If it was 100%, I would have <laughs> saw it, but now it's 98. I mean, does yeah, anybody. We'll call it does anybody. I don't, yeah, who goes to Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, I, you know, you hear all the good movies, you know, you go see. You know what the movies are? Like, I went and saw that Three Billboards in Ebing, Mississippi, or whatever that was. It was great right, right up until right. the end. I'm going, what are you talking about? That's the end of the movie. I know. You know? <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, it, it, I'm right there with you. It's like you're not going to end this movie driving in the car, are you? Yeah, I guess the guy couldn't yeah. write, write another three pages to end it properly, and they just they just <laughs> drive off in the car. <laughs> but what was it? What happened? There's so many open questions. <laughs> I, I did. I did love the. Uh, I did love the uh, um, Winston Churchill flick with. Uh, Oh, yeah, Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Darkest Hour was, was terrific. I just loved his performance. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, like a mm-hmm. kind of great performance. And the, and the movie was okay, but you don't realize all that stuff that, you know, Winston Churchill was the guy who probably saved the world during that time period just because it was, uh, you can't negotiate with a tiger while your head is in its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you something. I do, and I'm very serious about this. If I'm driving and anybody honks at me, I just roll my window down and go, We shall never surrender! <laughs> I loved it. I loved it when you yeah. did that. We shall never surrender! I like that. Ooh, I'm going to do that to that homeless guy that always tries to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, you just got to... <laughs> 
the top movies of all time. Uh, number one, Wizard of Oz. Number two, Citizen Kane. Really? Number three, The Third Man. I don't even know what that is, but yeah, that's it. That's a uh, uh, number four, Orson Welles movie. Number four, Get Out. Number Get five, out. Call Me by Your Name. Number six, Mad Max Fury Road. Of all time. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. Movie reviews are. Uh, yeah. No. On the waterfront. You wouldn't want to throw right. that in there. Nope. No. Call terrible. me by your name and get out. Fourth and fifth best movies of all time. Oh, God. But well, right now everything's about a political statement. Yeah. And if it's not, a, if it doesn't have a political statement, then you can forget. Right. It. Oh, people in ten years are going to look back at things like this, like people just pretending to like movies just because they're political. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's going to be like the defining stupid thing about this era. Well, they. You might be right. They released it. During Black History Month, which was the ultimate in, uh, well, in yeah. moves to get everybody yeah. whipped up and fired up and whatnot. So it's all advertising ploys. Yeah, People can't is. figure I, I, it out. Okay, so we're not long enough so I can ask because I haven't seen the movie. But isn't it about culling body parts from black guys? Isn't that pretty much what the whole movie's about? I have no idea. I I what movie's that? I think so, yes. Black Panther. Uh, get, get Out. out. Citizen oh, Kane. Get Out. Citizen <laughs> Kane, yeah. No, that's not right. Get Out. I think... I, think I never it's saw about, that. Like, I didn't either. It's about... I think they, like, body swap with them or something. What? They're, like, they're old, and then... So instead of uh, dying of old age, they put their brains in the black guy's bodies or something. Why they are do? they picking on black people? Because, well... <laughs> Because money, but the uh, hand wave in the movie is that, that that's like the fashionable choice right now, ah. which is kind of true. And, oh, I see what you're saying. And was isn't it supposed to be a comedy? Yeah, uh, they say it's it's I like it was a horror movie. Kind yeah, of. depending on who you ask, it can be anything from straight horror to straight comedy. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, there, there are a lot of good movies out there now. There, that's one thing I will say, Catherine. What do we want? Uh, I I agree with you. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri was a wonderful movie until the very last scene when I went, this movie's not going to end here, is it? <laughs> and it did. I, Tanya, was pretty good. I thought, oh, I, phenomenal. That was yeah, so I thought, good. I, I actually felt bad for that, that girl after that. I mean, it's like she really didn't have much of a, a choice or a chance. It was like, you know, just kind of, you know, just surrounded herself with dumb people. I don't, you know, it was just, she you sure felt did. bad for her. You know, took a few punches. God, so did, many punches. Was there anybody oh in the movie that didn't punch her? Yeah, I uh, mean, you know, and, and, and her coach, her skating and, coach, and her and, and the, the, the <laughs> her mom. Wow. So, so you, uh, you are you guys talking about real punches or just no real punches? Yeah, yeah she, oh, she, she had a oh, yeah. turbulent, she had a turbulent, uh, you know. So I mean, you know, what? you know. So did this ex-husband of hers beat on her? Too? Yeah, you know the funny thing yes. is, she did. A, she did a triple axle, like the three and a half turns on the on the thing, and they were getting ready to do this movie. They go, "Oh, we'll just hire a stunt person." They go, "You don't know. You don't understand. Nobody else." Ever has been able to complete that move that Tanya Harden did? She was right. a great skater. I mean, right. you know, she. But they just gave her a hard time because they thought she was, uh, you know, she grew up in a white trash penal colony, and you know, she, right. you yeah. know, and they didn't, right. you know, so. That was a wonderful movie. I agree with you. I thought I thought that Allison Janney was incredible. She did. That was great. And there's a performance by uh, called Stronger about the the kid from the the Boston bombing played by. Um, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which I thought was pretty good too. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I have not seen that. 
But yeah, there's some decent movies out right now, and then there's others that uh, maybe not the greatest. But you know, I uh, movies are a different business now because it. Well, do you think? I, actually, Jimmy, I should ask you this question. Yeah. I this whole thing with Weinstein and with this and with that and all the rest of it. That I have to believe is going to have a huge effect on what kind of movies. Oh, and as I say that, by the way, it pops up on my literally as I was saying that it pops up on my screen. Collateral damage. McGowan's ex-manager kills himself. What is that all about? Um, well, you know, I Rose mean, McGowan. we're not talking about people that are that stable anyway. They're in show business. You know, no. let's not kid each other. No, and that's then, true. and then you, you know, you have all these people that enabled uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you know, because they get out there, and it's just, it's just, a, it's kind of like, you know, it's, a, it's a kind of a. I mean. It, it, after they start getting all these guys like, you know, Kevin Spacey and, you know, Bill Cosby and some of these guys that were like super extra creepy, it's like, you know, it must be nice to be a young woman going after your dream in Hollywood without having to worry about some lecherous creep make you, you do right. something so your dream right. can come true. And it, and it happens in Los Angeles. It's not just an old white guy thing. Women have done it. I mean, you know, there's the 45 cases of uh, white women teachers who mm-hmm. molested 13 and 14 and 50 year old boys. It's people in power that uh, neglect yeah, and abuse that power. Yeah, it's just power that's all it is. And, and and don't yeah. know how to handle it. I mean, you know, and I love that everybody thinks, oh, well, it's like a three-hour human resources course. And, you know, like, look, if you don't know how to treat uh, people of the opposite gender by the time you're 45, you're not going to learn how to do it in three hours in an age human resources seminar. I'm going, boy, am I a ready. Lot of- you, you mean you couldn't come out and smack her in the ass? <laughs> boy, am mm-hmm. I embarrassed. Good thing I took that course. I didn't of- know, you know. A lot of very naive people think that the only reason anyone does that kind of thing is because they legitimately don't know that it's wrong to do. Mm-hmm. Like, people are out there, you know, like on the streets raping people in alleys because they didn't know they're not supposed to. Well, it's yeah, no well, excuse, it's, but I mean... It's it, the look, most it, naive thinking in yeah. the world. Well, if it's happening in it's Hollywood... Like these, these are just bad people. Yeah, and it's happening in Hollywood because where it's most visual, but I mean, it's happening... I mean, you know, it's happening down at the uh, car dealership, you know, it's happening over here, and it's oh, just yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, people just out there to make you know, make a living. I mean, it, you just try to, you know, you know, try not to be a creep. Try to treat people the way you expect to be treated. I mean, that's the problem with all this, you know, influx of all these, uh, you know, you're being barraged every day with, you know, you got to be on your cell phone and you get information and it's just coming at you. I mean, you know, we're we're drowning, you know, in, in information and starving for knowledge and people, you know, it's just the things kind of policing itself or I don't, I don't know. It's just it's kind of weird. It's it just it's too much. It's like overload and people don't know how to handle it and act the way they act. I mean, you, you don't treat people like that. I don't know what I was trying to say. Oh, I, got, I, got off on my, I got off on a tangent here. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're saying, Jimmy. You grew up in, in Philadelphia, and so I have to ask you a question, because in my life, they, they talk about this whole men abusing women is a, is a power thing. When I grew up, and I was raised by by women, my mother and my two sisters, and, you know, that, so I was raised by women. Yeah. But I was always taught that a powerful man defends people. They don't prey on them. Real power is defending people who are being preyed upon. I agree with you. Who preys on them? And that's my problem. And that's my problem with the current feminist movement. I mean, they discount generations and generations of men who broke their spirits and their bodies for providing an income and housing and food for children for hundreds of years. And that's most men. That's not. You're talking about. You're talking about a small faction of the entire group. It's you know so. 
to discount right. that is is certainly ridiculous. And you're right. That's what a strong man does. That's what you know. I grew up with. You know, like you said, I was. I have five brothers, and my dad was a Philadelphia police officer, and my mom was surrounded right. by you know this. I mean, my. You're right. Who raises men? Women raise men. So you treat men yep. how to interact with, with, with. I mean, that should be priority number one. You know what I mean? It's, 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 no, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? And I. Mm. That's one hundred percent true. You can, by the way, you can tell that your father was a cop. I mean, and that's a compliment, by the way. I mean, that is a complete compliment because you just kind of—that's the way you handle yourself. That's the way cops handle themselves. I, I like that. You know, you just say what you want to say. You observe. Uh, that's what cops do. Cops observe. I mean, you, you picked a lot of stuff up from, from your dad, I bet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, plus, you know, you get to get up to get morning, come down for breakfast when you're eight. You see all the crime scene photos on the dining room table. You're real bad when <laughs> human beings are capable of. You go, holy smokes. And, you know, you know, and then your dad tells you, that, you know, dad, tell us a good night story. All right, kids, let me tell you the story about the headless pimp. Anyway, <laughs> but they found later on, they found his body down in the dump. They matched the head up with the body. Anyway. That's the story of the headless drug dealer they found outside the whose head was in a box. Anyway, you kids sleep well. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorites, Jimmy Schubert at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. A Sunday show at 7 o'clock as well. Jimmy, always a great pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. We'll be back, Tom Bernardo. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
Tom Bernard Show, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're going to ask, so I'll just tell you, as of about uh, 45 minutes ago, the Dow was down 600 points again. Oh, no, Jackie. What are you going to do? It's my, (laughs) yes. What will I do as a comedian? And I think we all know that nobody owns more stock than the lower middle class comedian. It's, uh, if there's a middle class left, I'm beneath it. And, uh, yeah, I'm told, uh, I'm told it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, adjusting. That's what I'm told. That because yeah. it was too high, and now it's adjusting. You know what the stock market? It's a market, correction. It's a correction. Yes, my my sister yeah. said it never corrects upward. <laughs> no, no, never corrects. They upward. Uh, they, downward, they never refer downward. to it as a, as an adjustment or a correction when it's going up. Yeah. Although hey, it's coming back yeah. now. It's only down 42 points. What? You're not. You're kidding. Me. No, it's it's really Bounce, jumping. It's bouncing around. It's yeah. It's, it's just psychotic. It's What's crazy. happening? That was. That was 45 minutes ago. It was yeah. down 600. Now it's only down 40? Yeah, 42. I saw that it's, movie with Michael J. Fox. God. I know what's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's uh, It was down 23.3, and now it is back up to 23.8. So, my so it went up. Unbelievable. Uh, went up, let's see, almost 425 minutes. Yeah. So my yeah. eight shares. That's amazing. Eight shares of Disney stock are just all over the place. <laughs> right, right through now. the roof. Yeah. It's right through uh, the roof. Do you think it had anything to do with that guy littering in space, his Tesla? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was littering in space, Jackie. You're absolutely right. It was littering. It's just and littering. You know, why? Why, Santa? You know, why? You know our part of that, right? No. The United States taxpayer funded $4.9 billion of the bill. Did we? Why? Yep. When? Yeah, because, I don't know. Because, like because Elon Musk subsidies. asked? Oh, he's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, you look at the entirety of northern Minnesota as one giant farm subsidy. So, I mean, right. there's uh, there's plenty of pork going on in places where people voted for Trump and are like, but I hate big government. And you're like, you still driving on that road? This, this right. guy is going <laughs> to be the first actual world supervillain. Oh, you think Elon Musk might be a supervillain? Yeah. I mean, the, the booster rockets landed back in the same spot that they took off. You don't think, what if he goes Iron Man? What if he goes Iron Man, which is just arrogant, but with a heart of gold? Noblesse oblige. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> That, now you're talking. Now I'm looking for a Teddy Roosevelt. That's what I need. That guy was a that guy was a nut job. Did you guys ever watch that that documentary on PBS about him? That he's walking mm-hmm. around um, that hill in Cuba, right? That he played war at, and he had to kill like 32 mm-hmm. people. And he's walking around with his buddy, and he goes, "This is so much more fun than hunting." And you're like, "Wow, you're mad. You've you're clearly insane." And then uh, he invented the national park system. So the good and the bad, you guys. <laughs> yeah, the good and the bad. That's exactly right, the good and the bad. Uh, I actually talked to a man from Texas one time. He was a, he was a very wealthy man from Texas. And he said, you know, things have, uh, have changed down here, Tom. It's not, they're not like they used to be like back when I was a kid. Uh-oh. I said, well, what do you mean things have changed? And he was probably 70 when mm-hmm. I talked to him. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, things a lot better than they used to be when I was a kid, because I tell you what, when I was a boy growing up in Texas, people don't know this. And uh, I don't know if they'll believe you when I, you tell a story, if you ever tell it on there. But uh, when I was a little boy, I do remember uh, that my father and his friends would get together once in a while. 
and they release a bunch of Mexicans, and then they'd go hunting them. <laughs> like, oh, what? What? They would release Mexicans and then go hunt them? Was Were they born in 1750? Well, pretty maybe. Uh, so that nope. was probably, you know. It was the 60s. It was probably the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was literally. 60s. It's uh, Craven the Hunter, finally. Uh, I've, I got Marvel on the mind, you guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, People wonder about injustice, and they think it's not happening anymore. Turns out I, I get a mm-hmm. new reveal every couple of days because of the iPhone uh, camera app. <laughs> I oh, get yeah. to I get to watch some horrible, horrible thing happen almost real time. Yeah, no, it's it's very, very true. Very. Oh God, I just saw something. This is very upsetting because somebody really stepped out of line. Unless it, I maybe it's his real name or her real name, but. There's a story appearing on my screen right now, 2018, the year of marijuana millionaires. If you don't invest in marijuana right now, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And the first comment on that story is Chris Farley. Mm. Oh. He's dead. I really hope that's your... Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) I'm really hoping that uh, somebody else's real name, because if you're using Chris Farley's name, that's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's all I know. I just... I just found out Jay Thomas died. Remember Jay Thomas? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, the guy from uh, Cheers. Yeah, and then he was on radio for a long time. Oh, and uh, Frazier, who's the guy that played Frazier's dad? John Mahoney. Yeah, he died too. Yeah, yeah, he just died. How many people are left from Cheers? (laughs) Ted Danson. And Frazier. He's immortal. (laughs) He is immortal. Uh, I got to know Jay pretty well because he's about... Three, four years ago, he used to come on this show quite often, and we talk and schmooze about this, that, and the other thing. And then we had kind of a telephone friendship after that point, and then all of a sudden he just, uh, he was not very old. Wasn't he only about 69, 67, 68? He, he was 69 when he passed, yeah. He just died. That gets like, younger hey, every year, by the way. 69 <laughs> doesn't sound that old anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 74. God, he was so young. <laughs> he had the rest <laughs> of his life ahead of him. I heard Olivia de Havilland is still alive. 104. She is. 104. Wow. Four years old. Because my brother just watched that Errol Flynn Robin Hood. And so he was like, "Where? Mm-hmm. When did Olivia Havilland, de Havilland die?" Well, it turns out she's still rocking it. So, good for her. <laughs> it is good for her. Yeah, I think it's absolutely true. I think it's there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, she was born in Tokyo. That's Olivia weird. Olivia de Havilland was born in Tokyo. Yep, I did not know that. Very wow. Strange. What was her, her sister? Was uh, what's her face? Uh, Joan Fontaine. Joan Fontaine. There you go. Joan Fontaine is not still alive. No. He, no. He was also born in Tokyo. You guys are talking. Really? You guys are talking about women that Sid Hartman could have posters of as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Now, Jackie, I don't know if you know who Sid Hartman is, but he is a 98-year-old sports reporter for the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I, I recognized his name, but he's, is he okay. still working? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. He just yes, signed a new works. deal. Oh, he's got a new contract. Yeah, he just signed a new five-year deal. There. Five-year deal? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> he's going to have to die to get out of that one. <laughs> and, uh, I swear to God. My dad just sold a job. Day. My dad's 80, and he's uh, he's retired unless he would like to buy something. And uh, so he just sold yeah, some windows because yeah. uh, he's an aluminum siding salesman. And um, 
He just called me up. He's like, I just sold a nice bay window for five grand. It's going to be nice. going to supplement. Because my father has made no plan for retirement. He's he's always put right. into Social Security. He's put his, you know, like we all do, he put his money into Social Security. And now he's getting it back, $700 a month. And uh, and that's pretty much what he lives on, except for when he works. And so he just sold this uh, this window. He's pretty psyched. But it keeps him young, the sales. And the markup. Exactly. He loves the markup. You gotta have something to do. Yeah. Gotta have something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to contribute. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's <laughs> your own pocket or somebody else's, you have to contribute something. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It keeps There's him no busy. Keeps him off the pipe, keeps him off the pole. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> It's important to keep my dad off off <laughs> off the off the strip stage. That's yes. a good thing. There's no question about it. You're you know a that good human, daughter. human trafficking. We just don't need it. Right, and the human That's trafficking in 80 year old men is huge, huge. I tell you, <laughs> people are like, when I can I sit around and listen to that guy talk about how he used to ride the rails? Uh, anyway. <laughs> When do you? How often do you get to see your father? I'm going to see him on Sun. I'm going to Milwaukee on Sunday, so I'm going to hang oh, out Monday see. and hang out with him. He gets bored with me after about two meals. <laughs> he he, does? he yeah, yeah, he cracks me up. He uh, uh he, what were we? Uh, he was just. I was. I just telling this story. I can't remember. But uh, like, he hasn't met most of his. He hasn't met any of his great grandchildren because he doesn't mm-hmm. care. He's like he's, he's I have five siblings. I have a dozen nieces and nephews. He's met most of his nieces and nephews, I think. I think he's met all of them. Does he met John? Yeah. Anyway, uh so and now he's got four great nieces and nephews and he's met absolutely none of them. And one of them lives here. <laughs> so really? he's like yeah, he he's like, no no, that's fine. And uh <laughs> He barely, when I was a kid, he, was, he affected all of our lives a lot, but he's a lot like radiation. We never saw him, but he affected all of our lives. <laughs> he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day, I'm sure. I'll find oh out God. later <laughs> that they're like, how long have you been smoking? Yeah, I think it's that's wonderful. That's so funny. I, I go through the same thing with my parents. Okay, so to, get, to see my parents, I have to fly to Phoenix, rent a car, Drive two hours north and stay at a hotel. Or, well, no, they don't have hotels in Cornville, Arizona. <laughs> Cornville. They have Cornville. they have motels where like workers that are there to fix the bridge are staying. That's where you stay <laughs> in Cornville. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a it's a it's a, it's a project experience. They, they don't have uh, yeah, closer. So, there's no closer airport than Phoenix. Nope. Absolutely not. Not to Cornville. Uh, well, there maybe Flagstaff is a teeny bit closer, but there are literally no flights into Flagstaff, so right um, and can't get there. To some extent, I'd rather fly direct and drive two hours. So right. So so I get there, you know, and it's like they're always really happy to see me, and then it's like after about three four hours, they're they're nodding off. They're <laughs> just kind of done. Boy, look at the time. I'm like, do you guys want to take a nap? I can go, you know, do something. And they're like, no, 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 it's great. Good. Yeah. They're like, just, yeah. so I just, by, I, just, I just leave them. By coincidence, I, re- I played some audio this morning on this very morning, this very morning on my morning show. A guy is talking to, I, I think it's his grandfather. It's never made clear, I don't think, in the story that he's talking to his grandfather. But he asked his grandfather, he said, your birthday's coming up. How old are you? And the guy says... 
I'm 79. And he goes, no, you're not, you're not 79 years old. Yes, I am. I know how old I am. I'm 79 years old. And the kid says, no, you're not 79 years old. Uh, what year were you born? He goes, I know I'm 79 because I was born in 1919. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes. What year do you think it is? Well, I don't know. I, I have no idea what year it is, but I know I'm 79 <laughs> years old. This guy's 98 years old. He's going to be God. 99 in May. Right. And he is convinced that it, since he was born in 1919, he can't be much older than 79 years old. But the question but is, math does he is act not as... like he's 79? <laughs> <laughs> math you is know, not his strong suit. Yeah. No, yeah. math is not good. His math is not good. There's no question about that. But it's a bit, what happens is his grandson goes, okay... Uh, guess, you're not 79, you're older than 79, so guess. He goes, 85. No. <laughs> 80, it was 89. No. 90. No. And they go all the way up the scale, he gets to 98, he goes, that's exactly right. And the guy goes, well, son of a bitch, I'm 98 years old. <laughs> wow. He lost 20 years somewhere. Uh, Math isn't yeah, my strong suit either. <laughs> No. So I, I think it's very sweet you're going to go home and, and, and see your your father. Yeah. you got to go stare at the old one. you got to go stare at him. But sick of you, you said. Yeah, he only lasts about two meals. Like, I'll, I'll take him out to <laughs> breakfast at the Greek family restaurant. He wants me to come sure. see his new... Uh, he he's paints. He's doing... He paints acrylics. Um, you know those nice. those Aww. paintings you can buy on the side of the highway for $25.99 or whatever? Mm-hmm. The best of his look like that. They're pretty cool. They're lifelike. They're eagles and <laughs> whatever like things. Like he likes to draw uh, landscapes. So nice. Yeah, he likes a farmhouse. You know, because he's been selling siding for many years. He he can draw a house really well. He can even draw a house oh, upside down. Wow. He can. Yeah, yeah. Because that was when you're when you're selling, you want to be able to draw and write upside down, so that the 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 client doesn't have mm-hmm. to. You don't have to turn it around. You can just make the deal upside oh. down. It was one of his. Like uh, he's like, you got to learn how to write upside down. You want to make be in sales. And uh, oh. I said, I never want to be in sales. <laughs> and uh, he said, What do you think you're doing up there? You're selling jokes. That's all you're doing. And I was like, Don't have to write upside down for that. Nope. But he does know what you do, so that's impressive. It, it's his favorite wow. thing when I talk about him. It's uh, and sometimes uh, he goes, "I was missing you. I put in that tape of you," and I said, "Did you miss me, or did you miss me talking about you?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "The second. <laughs> we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me. And it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart. 98. I was born in 1919. I'm 79. The next line. Because it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? I understand that completely. So, Jackie, what? How often do you talk about your father? I have uh, the new album. I had 15 minutes on him, and he said, oh. "Over 20 minutes, it's my album." Uh, you can't. You can't say it's your album you if you're talking about me for more than 15 minutes. <laughs> Maria Bamford's actually doing one of my lines that his is his line that she was like because. Bamford's from Duluth, right? And uh, right. Maria Bamford, stand-up comic, TV show on Netflix called Lady Dynamite, and been my friend since '92. Now she uh, is uh, did the commencement speech over at the U of M, where she graduated from this last June, and um, they asked her to do the commencement speech. They sent her the offer, and she said, "Well, how much?" And they said, "Oh, it's an honor." So, and she was like, sometimes there's an honorarium. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, you Long know, we're, yeah. we're a nonprofit. And she goes, I'm pretty sure the football coach isn't living check to check over there. What's, uh, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> and, uh, and so my father has this thing that I, I, my father has this saying it's never say no without a number. God knows where he got it Ooh. from. You don't say no. You say, I would love to do that. And then you pick a number three times anything you've ever gotten. Like I would, I would say, I'd love to do that. I'm going to need $11,000. And then the person says, I don't have $11,000. And you go, well, thank you so much for thinking of me. If your budget ever goes up, keep me in mind, but know that my prices are always rising. Now Mm -hmm. that's the pitch, right? And then you don't have to do the thing, uh, and unless they are willing to give you that money. And, but he's like, you got to pick a number. That that you're willing to do it for. And I tried to use it once, and I dropped the ball and ended up in Montana oh. in February. But Maria, <laughs> <laughs> Maria, uh, they were like, oh, it's an honor. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to need 20 grand. And uh, they were silent for two weeks. They played a, they, they slow played her. They did a nice job. And then they offered her 10 uh-huh. grand, and then she took it. And then she didn't realize it was two commencement speeches. Mm-mm. Anyway, oh god, yeah. So at the end of the, but at the end of each of them, she gave away to some kid in the front row who had student loans five thousand dollars. 
Made out to Sally May. Yeah. So. Made out to Sally May. And uh, she was like. That's a wonderful thing. That's that's a really nice nice story. She's like, yeah, I like a witness when I'm being great. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes sense. That makes total sense. It's actually completely against the rule of how you're supposed to do it. She thinks it's hilarious. And um, she's actually a very good person, also secretly. So. Oh, she is? Yes. She is one of my best well, friends, and she's a delight. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. She's, uh, and her show's called Lady Dynamites on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, a tiny role on the first season. Second season, they asked me if I could do another tiny role, and I had a cold that week, so I couldn't. Oh. I had to turn down TV work. I know. <laughs> you want me to come in with a cold? I'm going to need eleven grand and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and some Tamiflu. Uh, it's. Uh, have you guys had any of the flu cold thing? The thing that's killing mm-hmm. everyone? Yeah, I had something. Catherine, did. some gross woman in Starbucks definitely did. <laughs> she should not have left her house. Did she cough all over you too? Not over me, but you uh. know. Just in the world. She, she should not have left the house. <laughs> I went to the oh. Minute Clinic yesterday here in downtown uh, oh, good. Target. Because I, uh, I was in New York That's a couple of weeks ago. That's a great place to get the flu. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I, I try not to go to the Minute Clinic. Except for I have a rash all over my back. I think I was allergic to some um, detergent in somebody's at a hotel. Uh, so, oh, yeah. but I've had it for two weeks and it itches like hell. So, and I'm sick of talking like to the mother of two. Uh, look at my rash, and then the mother of two says it's a rash. And uh, have you thought about putting a cream on it? <laughs> and then so I decided to go to essentially the mother of two, who happens to also be a health practitioner. And uh, she looked at it and she goes, "Yeah, that's a rash." And I was like, and then she wrote me a prescription for some like uh, steroidy. Predazone or something, whatever. Predazone. Oh, prednisone. Prednisone. That's it. Be careful with that. That's what I'm told. I'm told it makes you a little jittery. Can you tell I'm up? I'm up, you guys. No, you're good. Everything is good. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's. I'm only day two on these meds, and so it's still pretty itchy. It's a great you know, story. Jerry you Lewis. Uh, Jerry Lewis uh, was on sharing. prednisone there for a while before he died. Uh, oh, really? He gained like 100 pounds, so I'd be careful. Well, this isn't a cream. This isn't well, this taking is cream. the pill. Oh, this yeah. is not the pill. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, the don't pill, take the pill. yeah, those pills, those prednisone pills, man, they just, they gave, I, I was on it one time for a hive situation that was really out of control. And ever since then, I have had horrible heartburn. That oh, really? nasty. Yes. I'm on the pills. I think it's well, an oral. Are on the it's pills. oral. It's oh. not the topical. Oh. Yeah. yeah, be careful. You should be slugging Malox. Oh, as well. For, yeah, just something for to coat to my stomach. Stomach. Or? Okay. I've yeah. been on try. prednisone a couple times, and I've never yeah, had any but problems. You never with it. know. Right. It ruined me. My constitution. So, have, this is old school peasant stock. You're you're, you're listening <laughs> to here, folks. <laughs> I am literally half Irish and half Armenian. This was genetically modified to pick up a rock on someone else's property. So uh, there's, no, there's no reason why this shouldn't live to be at least 98. That's right. That's exactly. So you, you have you no idea where, the, where this rash came from. No, no. And everybody, I was like, I got it at a hotel in New York. And they're like, bed bugs. And I'm like, we're not going there. We're not going there. Not going there. No, no, And no, though no, I did wash all of my clothes. I like, I washed even the yeah. clean clothes. I was like, if yeah. it's bed bugs, I'm not bringing it home. That's brutal. So, 
but it's just a rash, so it's it, it, it's weird. And then two weeks is too long. It was supposed to. I mean, I I assume if I get a rash, it'll take a week or so to get rid of it. I haven't had a lot of rashes. Are you, are, so. are you going to call this episode Jackie's Funny Rash? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I Maybe. Jackie's Funny Rash. We don't know. Yeah, I, had a, I had a rash once after we came back from the Keys, and the, it turned out it was just, it was some like microscopic bug thing in the ocean that oh, was just yeah. chewing on my foot, basically. Ew. And I was in the same kayak with him, walking around the yeah. same exact water. I got what the n- hell? no bites whatsoever. Huh. Mm, so. Well, and the best part was they, they had. Steak I, I came in and they looked at it, and then they had to like call in a specialist because they didn't know what the hell it was. Oh. And he and the specialist was like, "Well, I think it's this." So well, you were in the some, keys. Yeah, it was some but rare then, tropical yeah, parasite. That was the problem. The ghost you went, of you, when you were in the keys, went to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, in Minnesota, they're not going to know about these ocean rats. No. The ghost yeah. of Bob Dylan. He's still alive. <laughs> anyway, Bob is still alive. He's still with it. Prince, not so much, but Bob Dylan still is. It's true. I do the we Dork think. Forest, and uh, someone's dorked him a couple of weeks ago. Was the movie Labyrinth? And uh, oh, yeah, I used to get David Bowie and Billy Idol mixed up in 1984. I don't know a Whoops. lot about music, you guys. What is what it is? They had the I same don't know haircut. Who Billy Idol is. He said it's yeah, got a blonde haircut, same, spiky. In yeah, 1984, same, they did. Yeah, and that unisex sort of look or whatever that was called back then. Androgynous? Yeah. You remember White That's Wedding, don't you? Yeah. It's a nice I day remember this. Oh, oh, yeah. White Wedding. That's Billy Joel. Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol, yes. Uh, I just called him Billy Joel, but his name is Billy yeah, Idol. But other than that, everything is everything's working out just fine. Different other Billy. than that. Now, tell me about Dork Forest. Oh, I just recorded an episode with a Minnesotan, and uh, it was Ooh. fascinating. It was this guy. Brandy Brown is oh. emceeing for me this week. At Acme, okay. and um, her boyfriend has uh, created an app for uh, trout fishing, and he is a fly fishing guy, and he spoke genuinely for 56 minutes about fly fishing. The Dork Forest is where oh. somebody comes on, they tell me about the, something that they love more than, yes. uh, more than other things that they love. And uh, this guy, 56 minutes about fly I learned a lot about fly fishing. Um I don't I don't remember a lot but um it was fast <laughs> every episode goes by and it goes in one ear and out you should have seen the cricket episode. I I for an hour after the cricket episode I was like I know how to play cricket and now it's gone. Uh but oh, uh, I thought you meant cricket the bug. I th- that's what I thought no. too. Oh no, that's cricket the ball too. game out of out of England. And yeah. um the baseball but not but not. There's, they're protecting wickets, which are these posts, mm-hmm. and have tiny cubes yep. on top of yep. them. And they got to bat away the ball from knocking the tiny cube off of the top mm-hmm. of the wicket, off of the top of the post. It's really? very strange. And it can go so on for days. Been, yeah. How long have you been doing Dork Forest now? And so we're in our 12th year. I got yeah. in on the ground. 12 years? Yeah, talked to her about this. Ground before. floor. No, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Of, uh, of something that doesn't make any money. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this, I said to myself. But I love it so. It's really fun. I just, uh, Marcella Arguello just did an episode about Kanye West. Again, music not being my strong suit. It's a pretty funny episode because I keep asking very basic questions. And then then the labyrinth one and then the trout fishing one. The app is called Trout Spotter, S-P-O-T-R. And it is Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Great streams that are legal and safe to fish in. 
What? Yes. I thought they all were. No. I thought so, too. No, no, there's safe to fish in is the big deal. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and no plus there's seasons some. and there's there's catch and release and then there's um, how many you can keep and how big they are and all these things and then he ties the flies and then he talks about what everything's made of and it was it's it's going to come out probably in two weeks like I think the next episode is about maritime uh, history. This woman the ne- the next episode is with this woman who is like. Uh, when she was 44 years old, she quit her job at Disneyland and moved to Exeter, England, and got her master's degree in maritime history because in 2003 she saw Pirates of the Caribbean. It is the dorkiest tale. Yeah, it, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie led to her getting her master's degree in maritime history. I was like, that's crazy. And at 40, well, she could have just. She could have just done the ride at Disney World. She did the ride again. at Disney World. She <laughs> also sailed on something called the Victoria and learned how to sail, like old-timey tall wow. wooden ships, when she was 40. She's climbing the rigging. Jeez. Yeah. And this is a woman who looks like me. I was like, what's happening? And uh, The weird, weirdest <laughs> midlife crisis I've ever heard of. It really, really, yes, that's exactly what it was. Sounds like fun with flags. There was some flags. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, if she, I wish I would have asked her now if she ever learned semaphore. Uh, I have a Jackie, mo- do you ever get um, inspired to, to take up any of the hobbies after talking to the, some of these people? I bought a very expensive calendar planner one time and then never <laughs> used it. I swear to God, this woman talked so great about how much she loved her paper calendar planner and stickers that I'm like, I'm going to buy one. And I bought it. I could have lit $60 on fire. <laughs> it was the dumbest. It's sitting next to my desk. And I'm like, nope. I'm never using this. Yeah, you were going to get organized, right? Uh, yeah, I I like a paper calendar, but I don't. I'm not going to put stick. I don't. I'm not crafty. <laughs> Let that <laughs> yeah, just be said. Now is is uh, is trout spotter? Is that episode number four fifty? No, that'll be I. Uh, it'll be episode I think four fifty four. I think. Four fifty four. Oh, because I'm looking at your website right now, and you've only got four forty nine up there. Okay, so four fifty is labyrinth. Four fifty one will be maritime history, and uh, I think so. Four fifty two. I see. Yeah. So you, how often do you do dork forest? Once a week. Once a week you do. I thought you did. And who who uh, who you uh, who like hosts it? Well, I'm mean, not the show, but who hosts the podcast? Libson. As I mean. It is Lipson. I thought it was Lipson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and then get this. I just found out that you can tick a box on Lipson and send it to YouTube, which is why those. You, uh, I, I have to. Yes. I have to manually add them to the TDF page that you're looking at. But uh, mm. see that my my audio guy makes a slug of a picture of the dude or the woman that's the guest, a tiny inset. Of their dorkdom, and then uh, and oh, then dorkdom. the logo of the show <laughs> with a whatever, right? And you can listen to the Dork Forest on YouTube while staring at that one image. I don't know why you would want to. Why wouldn't you just download it on iTunes and put it on your phone or Stitcher or whatever some, the heck people do? We've, yeah, we've got the same thing. There's some some people just like YouTube. Yeah. Some they people really are just do. on YouTube all the time, uh, and they just don't go anywhere else. Yeah. So it's know, yeah, it's uh, I've picked up a, like 200 new listeners because since I put it on cool. YouTube, which we'll is kind see, of fascinating. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, my numbers are not like they're not like never not funny or or um, 
Marin's podcast. They're oh, not like that oh, kind right. of numbers. Bernard show. Right. We're talking six to <laughs> 10,000 an episode, if I'm lucky. Well, that's wonderful. That's really that'll good. do. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's not. monetize that. Yeah. We shall be <laughs> right back. More with Jackie Cation. And we're talking Dork Force, and we're talking Acme right after this Tom Bernard show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Jackie Cation with us. She is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30, both nights. One of the thrills of my life, and I didn't see it coming. It was fantastic. Just an hour ago, sitting on the same show, uh, I can't remember what song it was, but uh, I don't think he knew he was on the air. But uh, listening to Jimmy Schubert sing along to a song is fantastic. <laughs> I was well, singing along sing. to Rich Girl. <laughs> By all the notes. I'm a rich girl, and I've gone too far, because you know it don't matter anymore. (laughs) Or anyway. See, listen to that singing. Mm -hmm. Listen to that singing. He sounded more like, I'm a team singer. You're a rich girl. (laughs) (laughs) You've gone too far. That was pretty good. You know who I really like, and he's... I, I don't know how to describe Maybe you could help me describe him because I really, really enjoy, enjoy him, like a lot of people do. Uh, he was on episode 442 of Dork Forest, Doug Stanhope. Oh, my God. What an interesting <laughs> man. Oh, he's a delight. Here's the thing about Stanhope. He is. is uh, he wanted to come on. He wanted his dorkdom to be defending Louis C.K. That's okay. what he wanted right. his dorkdom to be. And I said, you have a podcast yeah. where you could talk about pulling your dick out. And uh, we could talk. Because the thing, about, the thing about, about Doug is that Doug is constantly dropping trow. He has always dropped trow. And a couple yeah. of things about Doug standing up uh, and, his, and his penis is that he always warns you, I'm about to pull out my penis. He never blocks the door. And he always, it's never hard. And according to him, it's never hard. <laughs> oh, well, you know, he, he does enjoy life, TMI. let me put it that way. Yeah, he it's a lot of information. He will, he will have a cocktail. So he's an he adult beverage, and Doug Stanhope are no, are no strangers. But he is a, no. uh, 
the thing about Doug Stanhope that is wonderful is that there's no malice in Doug Stanhope because I have seen nope. old women laugh at his act. And uh, <laughs> but get this, so he comes on the Dork Forest. We're probably 35 minutes into. Essentially, we're just reminiscing about us partying in the 90s for the first half an hour, and then he he drops that he collects leisure suits from the 70s. And I was like, we could have been talking about this forever. I'll tell you where he gets them. He gets them on eBay. And his two favorite brands are Joe Namath and Johnny Carson. Those are brands from the 70s. They were available at like JCPenney or something. And so he buys them on eBay, 100% polyester. He would melt into the into the woodwork if uh, there's no they're not flammable. And uh, but he oh he looks outstanding in them. He's he's the he's well, kind of like Mordal. He only eats once a day, you know. But he he lives on the Mexican border, and if you're wearing polyester on the Mexican border, it's got to be a little hot. And it's a more of a road thing, like that. It's oh, more it's perform- a road. Oh, performance okay, clothes. Yes. I did. I did notice, by the way, on episode four forty two with Doug Stanhope, the the titles are Drunkalog One, Tequila <laughs> and Hot Sauce, and Leisure Suits. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, it's so there you have somebody it. just subscribed. This is live, right? Yes. Uh, because somebody just subscribed to my YouTube page. See, there awesome. you go. So that now was, you have a new. That's outstanding. That works. I'm going. They do what we've I'm, done with this show. Mm-hmm. We, we the, it's live as a podcast, and then we post it as a podcast. But it's also on several radio stations throughout the state of Minnesota. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. So, when you started, so yeah, so I'm at Acme tonight. So just because of that, now I want to plug some stuff if I can. <laughs> Absolutely. Val- <laughs> Valentine's See, Day. There's your father I'm, right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would be very proud. He'd be, he'd be he, mad that he it took 15 be. minutes for me to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's actually half an hour. Who's <laughs> uh, counting? I'm in, I'm in San Francisco for Valentine's Day. I'm doing uh, Cobbs. Oh. I'm headlining Cobbs in San Francisco on uh, the 14th of February, and then I'm going on the Joko cruise to Mexico on sun on the following Sunday, a week from Sunday. The Joko cruise is a nerd cruise with uh, Jonathan right. Colton and Amy Mann. And um, a bunch of science fiction writers and comic book writers, Matt Fraction, Kelly DeConnick, um, N.K. Jemison, who won the Hugo and Nebula two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a bunch of nerds. You play board games. You sit around. You're given a button that says, yes, I can do friendship, and another button that says, nope, can't do friendship today. And people don't talk to you because you got social anxiety issues. It's awesome. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. It's uh, it's, it's a great idea. I, won't, I, won't, I want to wear them in life. That, that's a cruise that, okay. that I would uh, do well in. Because you could... Get some solo time in. Yeah, get yep. a ton of solo time in. Yeah, just read a book, sit by the pool, wearing yeah. a red button that said, nope, <laughs> do not talk to yep. me. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah, it's great. All right, what else? Okay, okay, so we got to promote tonight's show, uh, 8 and 10.30, tomorrow night's show, 8 and 10.30. Then you're going to, what's the name of the cruise? The Joko Cruise. J-O-C-O. Joko Cruise. Yeah. So, so, so people can buy tickets to go on that with you. Yeah, I think there's still and tickets can, left. Yeah. They can come and see you in San Francisco on Valentine's Day, which is next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? What else do we have? Uh, you should you should promote. Um, uh, you, you should definitely promote uh, promote uh, Dork Forest. Yeah, Dork Where do Forest. Find that? That's just DorkForest.com and iTunes and obviously YouTube, and then uh, and then I have another podcast where it's just me and Laurie Kilmartin. 
uh, who says hi, I by the way. Her. Yeah, she said hi. I love her. She's wonderful. Oh, she's she's awesome. And I have a podcast with her where we just literally bitch about stand-up comedy. It's instead of <laughs> it's instead of two middle-aged white guys talking about stand-up comedy. It's two middle-aged white ladies. It's not a step forward so much as a lateral move uh, for really for funny. entertainment. Jackie, yes. it's really funny. Like that, like Gloria would say say hello to me. I don't know why this is because I think I'm pretty even keel. But what's really funny about comedians is I either get along with them really well or they hate my guts, <laughs> and I don't know why. But but they some of them do. They just can't stand me. <laughs> Like okay, well you know what? Only you're, a few. Your best friend. I don't think she can stand me. Oh, uh, Bamford. Bamford, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I think she uh, hates my guts. She doesn't hate your guts. Uh, she uh, hates doing radio. Well, this is. I don't. Radio. Th- I don't think. I don't. She doesn't want to. The, the, it's. Uh, she. She. She has social anxiety. You know, we both. I. I opened oh, for I know her that. in Boston. Yeah, I know she, she does. Yeah. And in Boston, we were uh, inducted into the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah, you and were it, telling me that. That's very cool. It was cool, except for that it was, uh, they had masks and candles, and Maria was just freaking out. And I was just, oh, no. I had to talk her down off the ledge every time they locked us in a basement or made us walk through a gauntlet with kids, with, you know, just shiny kids in, in uh, with candles and solo cups. How Harvardy. It was super, it was baby Illuminati is what it was. And, uh, but they were all 20, so they had, they were uh, fabulously good looking kind of wealthy kids, but also mm-hmm. carrying those red cups that you have at keggers because they're college kids yeah. how did, so how did she deal with all that that had to be very if she has yeah because i heard she has severe social anxiety how did she deal with that uh i i'm her service animal <laughs> i was so there you, you you saved her i talked so you her down saved her. yeah it was i mean well, i think good. yeah and, and the thing is if i wouldn't have been there she would have just said i'm gone i gotta go yeah, because she no, can, can she that. can use her words. You know, she's good at saying yeah, right, I, right, she knows her right. own boundaries better today than she's ever so, in her life. So, how much did you get for being her social animal? Uh, I get very well played by the way, very well paid to open. I get to open for her. I get to open okay. for her audiences. She pays me uh, more than I'm worth, except for that. You know how long it takes you to feel like you're worth something just once, mm-hmm. and then you're like, no, I That's deserve true. the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> and uh, That's, right. That's right. And so. Uh, and she's one of my best friends, so we get to have uh, the good times. Good times are ahead. Well, well, see, that's a wonderful story. And I, as I told you, I just I just saw a, a futile and stupid gesture. Oh yeah, the story of Doug Kinney, and part of it was filmed at the castle, the it's Harvard gorgeous. Lampoon Castle. It's yeah. unbelievable. Looks like but a the baby. People all or... looked r- yeah. They look really obnoxious, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know they, they it's it's supposed to it's the Harvard Lampoon is is comedy. But it's it's comedy is a learned skill, and they're all twenty, so uh, you know they're going to start. They're monkeys. They're just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping <laughs> something will stick. And they're not wrong. And some of it's very funny, and some of it isn't. Just like all of us, you know. <laughs> they're 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 not. the The hard thing is getting into Harvard, and then and then the the yeah. the, the bell curve is the same. I'm afraid. <laughs> so there's dumb. There's smart. There's evil. There's good. So. I've, I've been no, they did that. not. They didn't claim to be a nonprofit at Harvard, did they? They did not. But they also did not pay us. Oh, Though they did God. give us a lanyard with a medal that said Harvard Lampoon on it. We were given the the. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we were given essentially the the entry things. 
It was weird. That's but that's their initiation. Like you have to sit down. We, Marie and I are sitting there, and there's like ten, and and five of them are are four four of them are women, and six of them are dudes. And uh, the main guy is asking us questions: why we should be allowed in the Harvard Lampoon? And his first oh, question okay. is literally, "What's the most baller thing you've ever done?" Oh my god! And Maria looks at me, and I look at the guy, and I'm like, "You know, we're middle-aged white ladies, right? What's happening?" And Maria's like, "What does that word even mean?" And I said, "I have been listening to Amazon Prime's Top Pop, so I'm pretty sure I can answer this question." Ninety percent of new uh, slang just means good, yeah. right? Just, right, just good thing that you've ever done. There you go. Right, it's just sort of a balls to the wall. What's what's something exceptional that you did that what, that is a good story? I think. So I told the story of being in Iraq and they set off these light flares on the perimeter, but they didn't tell us that they were setting off light flares. So I went up first, and this light flare is loud and bright, and it's nighttime, and I almost wet myself, and I think it was the best laugh I got because uh, all the soldiers were like, "See what we live with." See what we live with. <laughs> Welcome to a glimpse into some PTSD. <laughs> and I was like, I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it, that 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 it was a forward operating base in the middle of Iraq <laughs> that took us all day. Oh, we got lost oh. in the on the way there, and uh, and the navigator guy was like, MapQuest uh, just sent me this way, boss, and uh, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a joke. Because you know who's funny? Everyone in a war zone. Everyone's hilarious in a war zone. How, well, it's very nice of you to do that, by the way. Thank you for that. Oh, it was, uh, you know what? There, I don't know. I'll, I'll do stand-up anywhere, quite honestly. It's, I just want to do stand-up. No. So I was happy to... No, you should... You're supposed to respond and say yes. I was very brave, and it was. I, I was. Very I'm enormously. I'm, I'm a good person. I don't know if you know that, but uh, <laughs> I, no, I just. The only reason. <laughs> it, it's funny because I knew nothing about the armed forces, and then when I went, because I come from a long line of cowards. Uh, my father was in the okay. Marines by accident, so uh, I think it was a it was a court ordered thing in the fifties. <laughs> okay. And um, but he that's not true. It's uh, he joined because. Because my mother was pregnant, so which is the sort of society ordered, not court ordered. It's because what oh, else do you okay. what else do you do when you're 17 and your and your 16 year old girlfriend is pregnant oh. that then you marry? You're like, oh, I, I need work. It turns out, and so you join the service anyway. Um, he. So I had never met anybody in the armed forces. Like my brothers, at some point, a couple of my brothers were going to join, and my dad was like, you know, you can just leave town. You don't have to join the army to get out of town. You can just leave. Wow. <laughs> it's not AWOL until you've enlisted. <laughs> right. You've got to send money back home. You can go shovel sand for a living some, in some other town if you want to get away from yes. us and make two fifty an hour. It'll be fine. And um, my sister almost joined because she wanted to be in the band. And uh, they, she made it all the way through. They were having her sign the paperwork. But she read the paperwork because she comes from my family. And the paperwork said that she wasn't guaranteed to be in the band. And she said, well, if I'm not guaranteed to be in the band, even though I just passed the audition, why would I join? And the guy's like, well, you should really just sign the paper. 
And she said, I'm gay. And walked out of the... <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? So now every every time I see Jackie, and I only see Jackie uh, or talk to Jackie about once a year, but uh, we've only got about forty five seconds left in the hour. Thanks for having so me. So I say this to Jackie. Oh, it's always a great pleasure. I love when I see your name it on the fun. docket because it's always great to talk to you. Thank you. And I do say this to you every year, and I have since I very first met you. The first time I ever met you, you said these two words, and I will say them to you now, and nobody will know what the hell I'm talking about. Go swarm. <laughs> I will know. I was just telling Lewis that I was like, if he mentions that damn hockey team again. <laughs> um, um, it's not hockey, it's lacrosse. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, whatever. I love that. <laughs> so I go saved swarm. it to the very end, Jackie. Go swarm. Go swarm. They don't the exist best. anymore, by the way. No, they do not. But the but joke does. I still have does. to say ghost warm. <laughs> yes, they do. That joke will never die. Well, thank you so much. Always a tremendous pleasure to talk to you. It's always great to, to talk to you and see your name on the docket. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Jackie Cajun at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 1030, both nights. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family. 